All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Welcome, listeners, to Episode 7 of Press with the Prez. I'm your host, uh, the new president, Patrick Jacobson-Schulte of Briarcliff. We're joined today by new members of the Board of Trustees here at Briarcliff. We're joined by Steve Stouffer, Board of Trustees Chair, and Lisa Bertrand, JD, Vice Chair of the Board of Trustees. Uh, Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the questions I have. So uh, as we go through this podcast, it's an informal process for our listeners. Hopefully the students are listening. I want to start out with you, Steve. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I came to Siouxland about just a little over 40 years ago. I came out here to work. I came out of uh, northern Illinois where I grew up, a very small town that's actually smaller than like Jefferson, South Dakota. And... um, Went to finished my college degree in animal science at Iowa State and came out here and started working for IVP back in the day. Worked in the plant in Dakota City and then throughout the years stayed with them and Tyson bought us out in 2001 and stayed with that group and uh, eventually became president of the Tyson Fresh Meats Group, which is the old IVP bunch, uh, back in 2013 until my retirement a year ago, March. So I've been out for just about a year now. And how is retirement? You're enjoying it? Oh, I've been staying awful busy <laughs> yeah. looking for, for my new president. Yeah. So here we are, right? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's been a busy year for you in, yes, in retirement. Is. And many say when they retire, they're busier than they were when they were working. You feel yeah. that? That Oh, yeah, definitely. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. And then Lisa, as vice chair, um, and you were the chair of the presidential search as well. Tell us a little bit about you. Well, uh, I was born in Sioux City. A, a few years ago, and I moved away very young. My family's from Northwest Iowa. My grandparents farmed in Clay County. Um, I grew up in the Lake of the Ozarks area, graduated high school there, but slowly migrated further north. I went to law school at Drake. My mom kind of urged me back north against my will. Um, <laughs> I did my undergrad and grad school. And you regret and, it on winter days I, like I this. definitely <laughs> do. I am not a winter person. Yeah. I'm grumpy. Um, undergrad and grad school in Missouri, and then just kept coming north. And then after after law school, she's like, well, you know, Sioux City would be great. And so I interviewed for a job up here, and I spent a few years in private practice, and then I escaped that. Um, I say that <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, sort of. Um, and then uh, I spent a brief period of time as an assistant attorney general prosecuting child support cases. Do not recommend. Soul-sucking work. Somebody has to do it. But um, in 2008, I started out at Tyson Fresh Meats, where I met Mr. Stouffer at okay. some point there. And we worked together for um, almost 14 years. I was out there. And then about a year ago, I made a career transition over to Great West Casualty Company. And I'll be frank, I'm very happy I made that move because Tyson is moving everybody to Arkansas. And I think that is kind of stinky, but that's another topic. Um, I'll tell them that too. They can can hear that from me. Um, Other than work, which I noticed Steve skipped his family and kids and grandkids. (laughs) Cough, cough. He has lovely grandkids. His son is okay. Worked with him too. Um, I have two children who are both teenagers and test me every single day. Um, They are in junior high and high school, one son and one daughter. And um, I don't know, that's about it. Very good. So 
Well, with that, um, what is, uh, if any, and either one of you can go first on this one, um, if, what is, an, if any, affiliation you have with Briarcliff? How, do you, how did you get connected to Briarcliff? I can take that yeah. one first. Go ahead. Um, I started teaching as an adjunct at Briarcliff, Ooh, I don't know exactly how long ago it's been. It was pre-COVID, so a little while back, um, as an English instructor um, under the prior English chair, so not Jeff. And I did that through COVID, and I did it last fall um, just kind of for fun. Um, I enjoy that. I do only online because I do have a day job, sure. but um, I had taught English composition when I was in grad school and I had kind of casually thought about doing it again just I I miss that being a lawyer is sure. fun and all but miss that literature piece. and mm -hmm. English and writing is probably more interesting to me so academia is has always been an interest and Briarcliff was a good fit so that's how I connected here and I also um, I knew Rochelle your sure, yeah. predecessor we had met through some uh, lobbying trips for my former job at Tyson, so we got to know each other pretty well, and then she recruited me to the board. Very good. And yours, Steve? I think that was Lisa the Hook. And you. <laughs> uh, I sn no, no, I'm, I get to answer this word. I snapped him up the minute he retired. I was like, oh, you don't have anything to do. I was going to say, do. I think there's some. Uh, You're yeah. coming on over she here. She was all over me like a duck in a jukebox, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, you know, it, actually, what people may not know about me is is my first understanding of Briarcliff at least a little bit was from a student side and that was one of the one of the alum from here Kelly Fernando is her name and I don't remember what year she graduated but her and I started singing together in a local uh, choral group over in South Sioux City okay. called uh, Correlation of Siouxland and uh, I've sang with her for I've, I think I figured over 20, 20 plus years we actually formulated our own trio with another friend of ours, Jay Crable, and, and used to sing all over Sioux City. For, and then I'm a, also a lay speaker for the Methodist Church, and uh, I would drag them along, and we, we'd do different worship services. And we were non-denominational when it came to those types of things and whatnot. But, you know, I learned a lot about Briarcliff through her, because I, I really didn't, not being from the area originally and whatnot. But then over time, got to know people from there and, you know, the end result, Lisa, and then also Nick Roth came to me and asked if I and I, I know both of them plus some of the board members, Daryl Jesse and and uh, a few others out there that uh, I've known. I used to play softball with Daryl Jesse. If it okay. puts it in perspective, so anybody listening to this podcast, pay attention to the to the relationships that you make as you're moving through your life because you know don't burn any bridges because you'd be surprised where those bridges come back and you need to cross them again. So excellent. But that that's that's really the main thing. But I would also hasten on to say. I've been involved in a, in a number of different volunteer areas uh, throughout my career. I've learned a lot of my leadership skills, I think, came from being involved in other non-work-related areas. Sure. Uh, Boys and Girls Home and Family Services, I've been with them close to 30 years now. Uh, and those types of things, plus the work at church and those types of things. So, uh, you know, when I look at the Franciscan values, I'm not Catholic, which that shocks a few people when I say that. And, looking at where I'm at, but in the end, when you look at those Franciscan values, they're ex they're exactly aligned with what I've grown up believing and, and, and worshiping, right? So, so uh, it's it's not really as far in left field as some people may be tending to think. Yeah. 
Very good. Well, the next question I know scared Lisa, so I'm going to skip it. It was really, what, is the, what does it mean to be chair and vice chair? But, you know, really, ultimately, for the listeners, for the chair and vice chair is overseeing the board of trustees as a whole, uh, setting the foundation and, and guidance in relation to what the university has uh, in front of us. I don't know if you want to add anything I do. to it. Yeah, I mean, so you go I mean, ahead. I mean, yep. Okay. I just know maybe yeah. service. I don't, know long, yeah. I don't know how long we have. Yeah. I mean, so I would tell you that being in this role is helping set the vision and the expectations, but it's also part of good leadership, and this is a piece of the puzzle that a lot of people miss, is leadership isn't being friends with everybody. Leadership is setting good communicative, uh, being a good communicator, setting the good expectations, and then holding people accountable for those expectations. That last part's the piece that's missing a lot of times. And I will tell you that uh, I, there isn't a role that I've had in leadership to date that we, we couldn't and shouldn't have done a better job at. I mean, every spot, that always can be better. And frankly, I think that's one area that we'll focus on here at Briar Cliff. And Very good. now that we have you as the new president, yeah. you, you are Mr. Accountability. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciate those pieces. Uh, so, Lisa, did you want to add anything nope, in there? Okay, I, that's, that's why one. he's the chair. Yep. No, I just wanted, wanted to double, the <laughs> give you the opportunity. Will be fantastic. Yeah. So um, with that, uh, and the various listeners, maybe students, maybe staff, maybe faculty, others, what's one thing that you would uh, ask from them that would help you in your role as chair or vice chair? I think communication and coming to us when they have questions and concerns and being engaged, I think, is one of the most important things for people that are listening. That's the most important thing. We need to know what's going on in order to solve questions and concerns. Yeah. I think first, I mean, communication is, is number one. You can't, you can't start a conversation without going there. But I think also uh, understanding that uh, no matter what you see here or happen from the board and from the executive leadership team, your team, it's all take the information with positive intent that's behind it. Certainly. We're all yeah. in this for the same reason, and that's to grow and improve and make lives better for the students and the communities to which we live and work in. I mean, that, that's, that's the focus of my life has been, and I used to say this when I, when I was running Tyson, you can't complain about where you're at, what you're doing, where you're, the, the, the issues that you have if you're not willing to lift a finger to change it. Certainly. And we're all here to make change for the positive. And the first thing is focusing on the students here at Briar Cliff. But then also, how do we how do we become ambassadors for the cliff Perfect. and get out into the community? And, and we got to do a better job there. I, I guarantee you, that's one area that that I think we all see sitting at this yeah. table yep. that there's a lot of work to be done there. Very good. So um, as you come into the, uh, this role and as you've been in this role, tell me one thing or uh, an essential piece of what excites you most here at Briarcliff. One <laughs> thing that excites me. Can I, say, can I have more than you one? Can. Okay, you can. You can. Because I think there's two pieces. Number one, I am excited about, first of all, having this presidential search over. Can we talk about <laughs> yeah, that? Yes. Um, oh me too. Yes. I, 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 Amen. Um, that, I'm happy. I think that that is really good for everybody, that we have finality there and certainty, and I think that will do a lot for everyone. Um, and I'm happy and excited about the team that we have in place. It'll, I think, just look at the press conference we had today. I think the team yeah. in PR, the team in fundraising, um, your executive team, I think, fantastic. I'm excited about that. So that's part one. 
I am also excited about some of the projects, the um, the announcement that was made about the College school. of Health Equity. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And about the Charger Dome. Well, yeah. And the renovations at Alverno Hall. The Alverno <laughs> Hall. Yes. So, well, the dorm issue is a big one for students. Let's be absolutely clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be all of those things. The the excitement and the energy around those things. Um, all together, that's what excites me, and that people are talking about it, getting the word out. That's that's what excites me. Very good. You know, the, the, mine's a little. I don't know. I won't say crazy, but it's more deeply rooted for me in the fact that you know, I grew up in a business where where there's a lot of detractors in the meatpacking business, and one of the detractions, and I always used to tell our employees, if you've never read the book. Um, um, Oh, for crying out loud, Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. You won't understand what I'm about to say, but we've, we've been accused for, as far as I know in the industry, of, of abusing particularly immigrants, right? And frankly, the message that I have always pushed and conveyed to anybody that would be willing to sit down and have a conversation was the fact that what that industry was actually doing was giving everybody including those that come to this country for the first time, the opportunity to actually live the American dream. It's the ground level work for unskilled labor, right? And our focus was always on improving the lives of everybody inside the facility all the time. And I will you know, gladly tell you, if anybody was, I'm not gonna waste time here, but all the different programs, but the one in particular was the, um, uh, Upward Academy, which was allowing our employees to come in and get GEDs, getting their citizenship, getting all the, you know, there's just a whole litany of things that they could do to learn and become part of the community. But in the end, when it was all said and done with, it's giving them the opportunity to grow. And one of the things that really excites me about this university is the fact that the focus, there's a heavy focus on first generation college kids, right? Absolutely. So, I'm now going to the next level. And it was really kind of interesting because we, we grew up, I lived actually Northeast Nebraska for 27 years before I moved to South Dakota. And my kids went to South Sioux City High School. Okay. And, and my, I have a son, Adam, and daughter, Emily. And they were a minority in that school when they graduated, which I had no problem with that. Actually, it's helped them to have a more well-rounded life experience. They've got lots of friends that are, that are in dif- different ethnicities, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the thing that I saw there back in those days was the children, second, third generation of the people who came to work in our industry who are now becoming doctors and lawyers and they're living the American dream. Yeah. And so anything that I can do to help drive that and help improve that I'm here. That's that's the main reason why I wanted to be part of this. But I would also hasten on to say, I'm not a fan of where I've seen secondary education go in this country over time. And anything that I can do, like I said before, if if I don't like it, I got to get out there and change it. So now I got to get involved, right? Right. right. (laughs) But the foundation that the Franciscan values bring to this institution, I mean, to me, that's the that is the banner that we've got to be flying the flag of. Absolutely. Into the community, into the countryside, because that's the foundation and that's the secondary education our kids need. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the key pieces and focus, uh, focus here at Briarcliff long before me too, is our social mobility to your point, Steve, taking a look at how are we creating those opportunities for individuals to come through, get a degree, make more than mom and dad and persist and continue to move up that social uh, economic uh, ladder as well. So and the final question really doesn't have anything to do with Briarcliff. It's more of a get to know you. And I, I know that in the um, fall, students had an opportunity as social to meet you. We'll try to do that again, probably annually, if, if not more often. So again, listeners, if you hear this and you're listening to Steve and listening to Lisa, you may see Lisa on camp. Well, I guess you teach only uh, online, but she might be on campus or Steve might be on campus, but at a social, by all means, come up and talk with them. But final question for both of you, and I'll start with you, Lisa. Finally, if you had to only eat one thing for the rest of your life, Ooh. what would it be and why? Ooh. Um, it's going to be bacon. I, uh, <laughs> I, I once won a bacon eating contest for eating the most bacon in five She's minutes. She's the bacon queen. Which I, I still I cannot even crowned, fathom. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. crowned the bacon queen. It's going to be bacon. How much do you know how much you ate when you um, won? It's like over two pounds. Wow. Did you get sick? No, I ate more bacon. <laughs> you did? You're oh, like, wow. Lots more. I, went, I was at Bacon Fest, so I went around and ate more bacon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love bacon. She was Well, that's also that. one of the other questions. One thing that, you know, I wanted listeners to know about you, now well, they know. There you go. You there are, you go. So it's if they fold. take your class online, they should just that, smell you some bacon. That would, <laughs> yes, that would sweeten you, you up. You would get an A. Put a little <laughs> bacon <laughs> grease on the papers when you turn them in. Yeah. <laughs> that's a guaranteed A right there. <laughs> For some reason, I, yeah, I'm loving this paper. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yes. So, all right. And Steve, oh, for you, boy. you can only you eat know, one thing. I know it's a hard question. I'm a seafood guy. I see food, I eat it, you know. And uh, <laughs> ah, I don't know. I, I think I'd fall back to probably, um, see, I just like lots of different things. And I'd probably fall back to something along the line. I mean, you can't go wrong with hamburger, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's very versatile. I was going to say, you can make it. Right? Yeah. There's lots of different things you can do with that. So I would tell you if I... It's kind of cheating. (laughs) Well, yes and no. I mean, that's right. But, uh, you know, anything beef. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I say, I... Pizza's pretty darn good, though, too. I agree. Yes, I know. That's a hard question. Right? Well, it seems it simple enough. I was but also it's... going with cereal as a backup plan. Oh, because, I... you know, you can just always eat cereal for supper. I know. I'm a, I love that. Well, see, pizza, you got meat protein, you got dairy protein, <laughs> you got, out. You know. got, oh, you got the, the wheat, you got the grains in there, and uh, tomatoes, yes, absolutely. And so. vegetables, and yeah. So no, maybe pizza. I might have to change your answer. Default. Very yes. good. I mean... That's how I'm going to die, is choking on pizza crust all by myself while my dogs watch me, waiting for me to drop the crust. She had so. dipped it in bacon grease, yeah, though. Right. Oh, sure. Well, she does have it, it'll slide down, then she yeah. won't have to worry about choking. There we go. That's, that's, why, yeah. that's why it's bacon, not pizza. That is it. Well, well, I all want right. to thank you both for joining me today and, and giving us some insight uh, for our listeners as they go through getting to know each of you. I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, and again, I hope as listeners um, see you on campus, they'll come up to you, talk to you about bacon, or they'll dispute with you, Steve, why beef is not the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. love to have that yeah. conversation. Yeah. That's the piece. As students will hear it and go, I'm going to challenge And you're more than welcome anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I do, I, I do appreciate you both taking uh, time out of your day for us. And uh, 
and look forward to our uh, the posting of this uh, in the next couple of weeks. So thank awesome. you, listeners. Uh, and we will, uh, again, this is Press with the Prez, uh, Episode 7. And we look forward to sharing uh, more information with you down the road. See you.